Welcome to the Cultural Vacuums, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another episode. I'm Josh Treblecock, and alongside a young man who lives so close to one of the nation's favourite prisons that at half-time during the Euro 2020 final, he messaged me to say he secretly hoped England wouldn't win, as the noises from said clink were, quote, getting pretty loud now. I think they might climb the fences if we win. I've hidden the cat. Lou Fitz! How you doing, young man? <laughs> All right, maybe don't tell people just how whereabouts I live, because it could be... I didn't, I didn't, I didn't say exactly which prison you live in. I don't know what would qualify as the nation's favourite prison. What I mean, like, the, the least recidivism rates. That's a good... Recidivism? Recidivism. That's it. It's a good question that we can ask our guests this week, either way, because of her day job being a lawyer. A lawyer. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, either that or you, you know about some Channel 5 show she's just been picked up to present that I don't know about. <laughs> That's like the classic Channel 5 sort of like, Britain's favourite prisons. Uh, presented. Best prison. It's got to be, um, well, probably... Pentonville or Wormwood Strange Scrubs? Ways. Strange Ways. Wormwood Strange Scrubs ways. is the best name. Wormwood Scrubs, yeah. Um, but also, isn't there one? Oh, no, no. Strange Ways is the one in Manchester, isn't it? Yeah. Did I ever tell you about the time that I um, did work experience? <laughs> no. Um, for some, uh, for a magistrate's court, Rochdale Magistrate's Court. Yeah. And for two weeks, I only had one suit, so I wore the same thing every day, the same suit. Just nothing. For two weeks, I would go and make photocopies and all that kind of shit. But the best bit was you got to sit in the courtroom. Yeah. Oh, like love it. Uh, Would love to do that. Yeah, but you got like and watch the proceedings because I, I was supposed to be a lawyer before I uh, did a comedy and let my parents down. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, and I remember they took me on a tour of the cells. Yeah. Below, you know, below the court, and um, we walked in, and they said, "Oh yeah, there's no one in. Don't worry, it's lunchtime." And but there was luminous green sick that I'd never seen anything like it. Like sick. Green sick. It was people on withdrawals. I'm not saying it was a fun story, <laughs> um, but you know, it's quite. It's an eye. It's an eye opening. It happened. World. It happened, and no one can take that away from you, Lou. It, you were there. You saw it. Well. Ladies and gentlemen, how are, um, how are you doing? Sorry, how are you doing? I'm all good, man. I'm all good. I've, after the uh, big defeat. After the big, the big defeat, yes. We're recording this after uh, Sunday's Euro 2020 final, obviously, from the intro, as you can tell. Uh, but I think I'm over it now. Um, I, you know, it is what it is. I'm very proud of all the guys. I think all our well wishes go to all of those people um, who played their part. And uh, I, uh, you know what? I'm really excited because the World Cup is only now a year away. And it takes place, like, when my birthday is so i mean if i wasn't disappointed about uh, monday morning waking up monday morning and it being uh having lost the final um when we get to the final of the world cup and lose that literally on my birthday next year hey this will look like a piece of piss um anyway ladies and gentlemen before we get uh, on to talking about our wonderful guest that we've got coming up ooh, another guest amazing um please do get in touch we have a email address hello at the cultural please do get in touch send us any reviews you have or things uh, that you've enjoyed recently that you'd like to share with us and we'll check them out and we'll give you a shout out here um and also you can 
can follow us on social media as well. So we're on Twitter mm-hmm. at Cultural Vacuums and Instagram, The Cultural Vacuums. Lou, what were you going to interrupt me? <laughs> Sorry, I was, I was just saying that people could just tweet, tweet, just, like just tweet do this us. one at just and, and, because an email. Oh, that's a long one. It does take we a long time. We probably just start making them up. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, w- I do that. was actually very close to doing it. <laughs> Guys, look, we have an email uh, today. Uh, well, the only the only person that's emailed thus far, I believe, is my big brother. I was going to say, do you want me to read out his email? Yeah, go on. Um, it came in. So this is uh, this is Big Rick. Big Rick. Uh, uh, this was sent on the third of June. Uh, we are recording this on the fourteenth of July. Um, but thank you, Rich. Sorry about that, Big Rick. <laughs> um, hey guys, I would love for you guys to review a couple of films for me. Um, first, the Adjustment Bureau, one of the Adjustment Bureau. Sorry, one of my all-time favourites. I would like to get your guys' opinions on it. Um, quick he doesn't one. Doesn't speak like that. No, I've, <laughs> I've got to say, do you want me to do it in his voice? Hey, look, if we try to do the impersonations of all of the listeners that have wrote, written into the show, we could offend. No, that could people. get that, that could, could get, get ugly. Um, so the Adjustment Bureau, Lou, have you ever seen the Adjustment Bureau? Seeing as it nope. is your brother's bit, I I have seen it. Um, from my recollection, so it's Matt Damon and Emily Blunt walking through a lot of doors. Um, that's basically <laughs> it. Uh, wearing hat, wearing a hat. It's like Mad Men, but if all they did was just walk through doors and that took them into a new dimension. Lovely stuff. Right. Um, yeah. More in-depth uh, conversation coming along the way. And the second one is 71, starring Jack O'Connell. Not sure if you would have seen this one before, but great film in my eyes. That is the one where Cookie from Skins I've seen it. absolutely lays it into the Northern Irish, uh, into the Irish. Um, no, well, well yeah, no, no, I mean, there's a little, there's a little <laughs> bit more context throughout that. Banging film though, great. Film. Jesus, pull back, man, pull back. <laughs> <laughs> He's by himself uh, in a scary. It is a really fucking good film. That anyway, lads, um, lads, L- Lou. Um, who is our guest this week? Our guest this week is a uh, friend, uh, comedian, writer, performer, uh, wrestling fan, um, and apparently gamer. Uh, a really, really good friend of mine. I've known her for years. It's Sakisa. Sakisa. Number one, why does he wear a hat? Why? Doesn't he look, does he not look, like, does he not look like he's playing at Wimbledon or something like that? Yeah, but you're inside. <laughs> I had a shower. I had a shower and my hair's all fluffy and I'm not confident about it. <laughs> it's just us. Who are you trying to impress? Thank you. Now put back on the hat. <laughs> 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 I'll get a different hat I don't, or a headband. I don't know how to win this. Uh, this is definitely going to be the opening of the show. Can't wait. That's fine. I'm also just going to fake both one at the same time. But carry on. Oh, yeah, sweet. Um, right. So, Twix, thank you so much uh, for coming on the show and helping us out. This is such a lovely time to see you, and, and it's been too long. Um, it was nice. And then, and then you came on and talked about my hat. And I'm upset. Well, who wears hats inside apart from rappers? Um... People with sponsorships, golfers. Are you a rapper, a golfer, or being sponsored to wear a hat? Golfers are usually outside as well. A man can have hobbies. Uh, What are you sponsoring yourself? I'm sponsoring my rapping and golfing game. (laughs) Okay, let's put some lyrics. Golf related lyrics. God, this is, I'm so panicked now. Let's put some lyrics lyrics about golf. Is that? Yeah, go on. I'm listening. Cause that's sort of the what I'm going for. So it'd be Go like, ahead. I'm listening. Can you do the beat, Josh? Can you can you double beat in or something? Right. 
the T on the ball. T on the no, put the ball on the T in the ground. Five iron. Five iron, twat it, five iron, twat it. Get the ball. Pit yeah, go on. <laughs> Mike Skinner over here. Yeah. I've, I've lost respect for myself. Yeah. <laughs> we, we always start by just asking everybody, uh, firstly, how they're doing, but also what have you been enjoying recently? What have you been sort of watching recently, listening to, reading, playing, mate? What have you been doing? I just sleep. Um, really? <laughs> um, I've come back out into the pandemic world and I'm doing what I I would, said I would never gonna do again, and that's gigs five, six times a week. Oh, we're, going, we're going on it like it's. A crazy I was looking gym. at your gig list, and I thought you're fucking mad. What like? You <laughs> like, are around. I was looking place. at it before. I'm like, why? Like, oh, I mean, but the gigs are lush, aren't they? If you look at the gig list, yeah, they are. The, the, the gig list is lush. Oh yeah. god, yeah, well, yeah, but it's. But at the same time, it's just like, why would I say yes to everything? I like, <laughs> people are like, do you want to gig? I was like, sure. Have you found that after everything that's happened, you're like, uh, you grab it, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, cause it's been away for so long. I think, I think it was more to do with people like, do you want some money? And I was like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, sure. Like, why yeah. would I would not want money? Like, <laughs> cause sometimes you can't be asked going to Woking <laughs> for 25 quid. <laughs> oh no, but if you notice, none of my gigs are like out of London. unless i'm being paid for it (laughs) no no offense to the very nice gigs outside london it's just because i'm very tired all the time and traveling especially um in this day and age is a pain in the ass and i'm just like you know what i think i'd rather stay in my house or, (laughs) or just gig in london um I'm, I'm, I'm quite lucky. I sound, I sound like an arrogant twat, but I know. I, <laughs> no, not at all. I, I am quite lucky and I'm very booked and blessed and I'm, I'm grateful for that. Thank you, yeah. probably gods. Um, um, <laughs> how, um, how do you like unwind after a show? After, especially as you're playing so many shows, like back to back to back. Like, what do you do to like unwind when you get you're home? A podcast fan or a music? So uh, currently I go home and try and watch Love Island. And catch okay. Island. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 How do you um, find it, Something came up from last week, uh, no, two weeks ago. Um, somebody d- DM'd me and said, "From this, from from the don't laugh, you dick. From my nose, from the bait, from my what was it, Josh? From my nose to my eyebrows. Something like that. Just that. Imagine that 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 part of my face. Yeah, I'm slightly rem- reminiscent of a of a chap called um, Hugo. Hugo is what I've not watched Love Island." Uh, you, what, are... that you look like Hugo no 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 from here to here I'm not saying I look like that I'm not I'm not saying I look like him but from there to there no I can the see eyes. why I guess it's kind of you do sort of have the that... we're just going to take uh, everyone that's watching Love Island Josh guys so we're going to ask Hugo is actually one of the nicest guys on the island at the moment oh you also yeah he's him. he's unfortunately not getting a lot of stage uh, airtime because mm. he's I'm same same as me man <laughs> yeah. well he well is it he was the one that they were all saying before they came in that he was the first uh, contestant to have a disability because he has a club foot I think it's something like that yeah, but no one's mentioned it. It's not mentioned <laughs> no, one's, no one's. So it's not. Even, it's never. It's never been mentioned. You're, and I literally, I thought that I was, I was like, hold on, what is it? I don't even know which one it was. I was like, what? Someone's got a disability. What is the club for? Let's guess the disability. <laughs> who has it? Yeah. And I was like, who has? It? And I didn't realize. Is it, mental? Like, is it mental disability? Any of them? All of them? We don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, basically. Um, I also realised today that I think Lauren, is it Lauren? 
I think it is Lauren. Looks like Fern Brady. Brady. Oh, Fern Brady. Lauren. Lauren. Um, Lauren Sharon. It's Sharon. Sharon. Sorry, oh, Sharon. yeah, yeah, yeah. The one who's currently coupled up with, with Hugo. Yeah. I yeah. Know. I was looking at. I was like, I said to, um, you know, you look like Sharon a bit. I don't know if <laughs> she did... was offended or not, but I was just like, oh. <laughs> how did? Yeah, I was gonna say because like, oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I was gonna, okay, yeah, I can, I can see that. Um, yeah. But, if we, but if, yeah, if it's not love one and currently, then it would it would normally in a normal situation be me coming home and watching wrestling. Okay. So I wanted to. I'm glad we started talking about this. I don't know if you can see. I've got my. Uh... <gasps> <laughs> you got Orange Cassidy. I've got an Orange Cassidy shirt on, um, <laughs> because I've been literally. I mean, I love wrestling. I've always loved wrestling as well. But like throughout the pandemic, it was pretty much the, like one of the only things on TV that I could just count on being there all the time. feel about the wrestling during the lockdown? Oh, AEW was dynamite, literally. But uh, <laughs> but the WWE so shit. No, it's respect it. The show is called. Although that said, that first WrestleMania last year, which was gutting because the Drew Drew McIntyre won like the big one, the WWE Championship, and there was no fans. Yeah, and yeah. it was just well, it was three weird. weeks after the pandemic, wasn't it? So they yeah, had no yeah. choice. But yeah. Mm. And then they and they uh, then they created the Thunderdome, which was this massive. Uh, you went to New I... York, didn't you, Josh? For something, you flew all the way to New York for a wrestling event. I went to WrestleMania the year. Before. Yeah, don't talk to me. I saw before. that. I remember you doing that. <laughs> um, yeah, certain things came out of the pandemic in terms of wrestling that was amazing, mm. and certain things were not. Uh, like what? Like what? Uh, so what came? So came out of. Um, the pandemic was Bailey and Sasha was absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, Roman Reigns, thank oh, you. It's about biggest, time. The most thank beautiful you. man you, in the world. Like, what is it that you guys as wrestling fans are actually looking for? Because, like, Sports like entertainment in it. Entertainment is that in, in because Josh Sports and I watched um, entertainment. We watched what, what? What was the name of that documentary? Oh, yeah. that we so watched, I go? to get Lou into wrestling, which I've tried for many years now. Uh, because I don't have that many wrestling fans at all. Um, fans are friends, and um, so you of, know, course, of course I don't it's have It's JW coming out of retirement. <laughs> I go to bed every night imagining myself at WrestleMania. I, I introduced Lou to uh, Dark Side of the Ring, uh... which is, and I showed him specifically the New Jack episode, because New Jack had just died like uh, a, a few days before. New Jack was a wrestler, by the way, who was like extreme... Hardcore. Hardcore. And, like, you should see the guy's Sweet. face. He had like super massive like cuts in his forehead yeah. all the time and he was yeah. mad as fuck. i don't know Crazy if guy. i don't know if he was going to try to introduce someone to wrestling that was the that best was... <laughs> the <laughs> best <laughs> thing to introduce how did you uh, how did you kind of find your way to wrestling like back in the day yeah um i was 10 years old and i was at my cousin's house and my other cousin had come around and brought a wrestling tape yeah and it was wrestlemania yeah, 1999, oh. which had the infamous favorite Undertaker match of all time, 
the hanging of the big boss man in the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they literally hung someone in the middle of a yeah. middle of but that, that match was what kicked me off. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even lying, that was the match that kicked me off. So um, it's it's is it WWE WWF? How many are there? It's WrestleMania. No, it's loads it's, of... it's just, so WWE is the powerhouse right. of wrestling, and then for for the probably for the last five six years they yeah. didn't really have that much competition. Maybe even longer, ten years, yeah, eleven years, because they basically killed all the competition. They bought everyone. Uh, they bought everyone out, killed all the competition, and then. A bunch of wrestlers decided they were going to start AEW, mm. um, and now that is their biggest competition. Wow! Have you been watching lots of AEW? You know what? I come in and out of AEW um, mainly because I appreciate the sportsmanship, and mm. I really enjoy their tag team division. Yeah. Um, I really don't like their women's division at all. Yeah. Compared to compared to um, NXT. Um, and but also I feel sometimes when I'm watching it, I'm just watching a nostalgia version of WWE. Mm, yeah, I can see what you mean. I can see what you mean. I know yeah. Lou looks looks completely lost here. I'm saying yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like I was I was watching the other day, and Alistair Black had just turned turned up um, in AEW with the weirdest delayed entrance ever. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And I was just like. Oh, where's it gonna go <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it's brilliant like they the good thing is so crowds have all just come back in the states now because like, they just don't well, give it. yeah this is the thing with AEW. obviously they've had their crowds for ages mm, because yeah. they've had an outside building so they've had a they've had a crowd for ages and i think that's probably what allowed their show to be better yeah because they had audience in place but nxt have had audiences in their buildings and i didn't understand why yeah, you it's can't just have not... that for the main shows. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. So instead, Lou, I don't know if you've seen it, but basically what the WWE have done is basically build like an L- a massive LED sort of audience with screens. Oh, yeah. And you used yeah, to be able to get a code or something like that and they would have a producer in your ear the entire time, but you could be on camera through your laptop, but it would look, but you would appear in the sort of yeah. arena while the wrestlers wrestled. That sounds you... like a, a panic nightmare dream. <laughs> yeah. That would be awful. That'd be it's basically great. like they turned wrestling into one massive Zoom chat for the last eight months. Yeah. Have you had a chance to see fighting with my family? As a, a wrestling connoisseur, I would like to know what you think if you've seen it. I have not. Okay. Sorry for that. Special Josh. I oh, have, no, you. Uh, yeah. like Josh is an yeah. absolute... I'm not asking him anything about wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, um, I, I feel like this whole podcast is going to end up me talking about wrestling. Um, I, have not, I have not seen the, the film. I, I have... I'm, I'm going to... It's on my to-watch list. Hmm. I bet you're... I just, wa- I, just, I just haven't watched it. Okay. Like, I even loved it. I binged the whole season of Sex Life on Netflix when yeah. I was like, I could have watched something... <laughs> That was more interesting, but I literally like, binged the whole thing until five a.m. Is really like, is sex life good? I've seen it pop up, but I have not. I, I, I haven't really read or anything about that. But like, what is? I sex think life? I think you might enjoy it, Josh. Oh, okay. Sex is really just about sex. What's it about for you? They're here. Desire, feeling desired, freedom. I haven't felt that way since Brad. The person who gives you security can't be the same person who gives you the thrill. Billy never even mentioned you. 
Maybe there's a reason for that. I've been thinking about him. There was a time in my life when I felt free. I want to show you something. But I don't think Lou will. Why would you say that? <laughs> I, watched, I watch a lot of reality TV, but I'm like... It's not reality. It's not, well, yeah. I feel guilty when I watch it like that because it's not like, I don't know, got any as I will refer back to texture. Do you know what I mean? I feel like if I've just watched something, like the the reason I can't watch Love Island, my flatmate Caroline, she always, she wants to watch it. And I said, I can't watch it because it, 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 it it's too sexy. And I can't watch that with you. <laughs> I can't watch it. That's I don't the- think it's sexy. That it, like, I, I, like, I don't think you could find it sexy because you just start to sort of, you start to side with them and you start to go like, the boys are being dickheads to the girls, but like, like, and the whole sexy thing That's just life. runs out the window. Yeah, I was watching. Uh, I watched. I was on YouTube and I watched an episode um, of um, like an old clip from like 2019, where it was the year that Amber won. Anna had just discovered from Maura that her the guy that she just had become boyfriend and girlfriend with mm. um, was cracking onto another woman. <laughs> And it's the best clip. So first of all, I want to apologise for what happened last night in terms of when I went back on it. I should have pulled you for a conversation first before I pulled India. You shouldn't have pulled me first. She, you shouldn't have asked me to be your fucking girlfriend. But that's you how should that, have fucking how, lied to me how, for the past can we have three a, weeks. Can we have a, I've not I'm lied talking to you. to you. I've not lied you to you. Yeah, you have. No, I've not. So you really liked me, yeah? You look in my eyes, like, I feel like I've already won. Like, my yeah. head wouldn't be turned by anyone. Like, my I can't head, wait to get... Go on. Let me finish. My head won't be turned by anyone that comes in here now. Like, I'm so happy that I found you here. Like, I'm yeah. gonna, I'll take you to all the fucking romantic spots that we've had in this fucking villa yeah. and tell you that why I want you, you to be like, my girlfriend. Like That's that? you, yeah? Why are you so, speaking like no, that? So, <laughs> no, so, you, that is, everything's westing you out, right? Do you know what the westest thing is? Is you okay to take a girl in front of my fucking eyes? And if it wasn't for Mora, I would have let you disrespect okay. me like that. Okay. But thank disrespect God, you. I had a conversation. You with think a that's girl. not disrespectful? I've had a conversation. So, why are you saying sorry if you don't think it's disrespectful? I'm saying I apologize for not so you know it's first, disrespectful. But I'm not sorry for so it's disrespectful. But I'm not sorry, but yeah, I don't think you would enjoy it, Lou, for several reasons. Number one, I think you'd just be very scared of the women in sex life, um, and the sex. Why? I just about them. I just think it's just too aggressive for you. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. I just think it's too, uh, yeah, even though it's not that aggressive, I just think it's, for you, it's quite aggressive. <laughs> I just whistled I think, through my own pen, sorry. Yeah. I was just saying, I think sex life is like the housewives version of a Fifty Shades of Grey. But for you, Lou, I think you're just scared. Or oh, I can't imagine you just, like if you saw a pair of kitties in your face. <laughs> I've had sex before. I've had sex before, but I feel like, like this sounds wrong. But I feel it's, you remember it's no when, offense, Lou. You I love you. When we were in Edinburgh, and <laughs> me and Akin was split, we're doing and we lived together. Do you remember? Yeah, together for a month. Oh yeah, that was great. For two years, two years in a row, I think we did that, right? Yeah. And then I was with Akin um, doing a show with a split bill with him, and you were doing oh, a split with Adrian, I think. Yeah. And then we went on, um, we went to pubs and stuff after gigs. And you were just, you and Akin were just like, just go and talk to them. <laughs> just go Aww. and talk to them. Give them a bit of encouragement. Go yeah. on. And, go and on. To, to paint the scene, like Akin is a, is a tall, handsome guy. 
And then you've got Twix, beautiful Twix, and you're there, they're confident, just talking to them. You just go and talk to them. Just go and do it. And I'm like, no, I can't. I'll just stand in next to you guys. I remember Yeah, that. I was like proper wing woman in you. And, and then we, we got just... curry on the so, way home. And I dropped yeah, mine. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Uh, <laughs> got a kebab on the way home. Yeah, like, kebab. I was going to eat this in the morning. It was dangerous. <laughs> the steps. The steps. That's what I remember about that flat. Oh, yeah. The, we lived on the top floor of this big old mansion. Yeah. Um, on Princess Street and it was the top floor like there was eight flights of stairs yeah. and there was a landing where when you were like going to the back to the house at like eight o'clock four o'clock in the morning you'd be like oh I've just got to the landing oh. and you, you look up and this is more fucking stairs oh, and you're yeah. like this is horrendous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. horrendous when you're drunk at four o'clock in the morning trying to come home <laughs> Yeah, but I was like, I'm always a good wing woman, I feel, because my fr- obviously my cat's raises get some dick, so I'm like, I'm, very, <laughs> I'm a very good wing woman. I'm very much like, just go there. If anything, I'll intervene and like hook you up. Like, I even hooked one of my one of the bar staff at the Cavendish up with a comic the other day, just being like on stage, being like, sorry, she was talking, um, and that's because she found you was quite cute. And then <laughs> after the show, you gave Hughes. T- like there was exchanging numbers, they went out on two dates. I was just like, Yes, the black's still a black right here. That's me. <laughs> would you do that? I was gonna say, would you I could definitely I think, see you doing yeah, something? The new, uh, oh, yeah, the new yeah. What what if you could cho- if you could choose like one reality, sort of one of those sort of like dating reality shows that you could present or make up your own, but which what would what one would you sort of go for? I think mine would be like a cross between street mate and um, maybe blind date. Okay. Like a modern version of like street mate and blind date. So what's street mate? Yeah. What what is street that? mate was? Oh my god! I'm sorry. You not random. <laughs> so it was a game show. It was a, a, a TV show that was actually done by Davina McCall, yeah. and she would be on the street. And she'll be like trying to find single people. She was like, Oh, you're single? Do you want to find a date? And then she'll just like run around the street trying uh-huh. to find this person a date. And then they it stopped for like ages. And then they tried to revamp it with Scarlett Mufford. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Scarlett Moffat, yeah. Moffat, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So, okay. so they tried to revamp it with her, but I don't think it did very well. More students from St Andrews marry each other than at any other university. That's, it's the Are they ready for street mate? Okay, we're in St Andrews. It's very, very beautiful, but it's also cold. And there's no one around because it's raining. Hello. He's gonna stab me with a poisoned umbrella. Will you talk to me? Way to take an exam. Oh, what yeah. now? Yeah. Oh, good luck. Thanks. Bye. Sorry, right, Oh, cute. What a bar. How are you? Uh, not too bad. How was it? Um, it's not been yet. Oh, my God, when is it? This afternoon. Oh. Well, I think I would do something along those lines. I think I'm very good at, like, hooking up you people. You do that in London. Do you reckon you could get away with... You can't get away with that now in London. If you just go, do you want to go on a date? Would you mind fucking off? Don't touch... <laughs> like, I would be so scared. What I, what I really wanted to do... Was do a show where I do something similar but with online dating where I would do their profile oh, and right. I, that's fine oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 and I would like set them up and find their dates 
Oh, and then, then they'll have the first time date in front of each other. And the woman would be like, it wasn't actually me that did all of that. And you take a, <laughs> you take a commission? Oh, yeah, are you saying taking... that you would respond and you would like talk to them for them? Yeah. I would that pay for that. would sir. be fucking so sick. That is basically like, you know, when you're watching like maths or like any of those yeah. shows that have like experts who have been brought in to kind of like perfectly sort of match two people. And they ne- there's yeah. never any responsibility from the experts. It's literally like they're two experts who always get it wrong. And like, you the know, like in the experts here. who are like yeah. geniuses about relationships and they have no fucking clue what they're doing or people, how they connect. Um, the married at first sight people were just like... Yeah. They were oh just God. like infuriating. Yeah. Oh, and, you, and, and we can see from the body language here that Brad and Molly not getting along because they're in different rooms. <laughs> like, it's just fucking simple. I don't know, but that, I don't know. But I, would, I love his Brighton was a very interesting show. I don't know if you saw how, that. How, how, how much would you charge for such a service out of interest, Sakisa? Um, for you, I will do a <laughs> discount rate. Okay. Um, so I'd probably do it for like a hundred quid a, d- a day for the whole thing. Ah. Until, until, what do you mean for the whole thing? Until what? Until what end? Until you I? get to until you get to the day. Until I catch dick. Oh my god! Oh yeah, that no, you could be... give until you give dick. Ah. <laughs> give dick. Give dick. Yeah. Yeah. For men, so the acronym dick. is hashtag GSD. Which originally means get some dick, but yeah. for men it's give some dick, okay. and you have to do the hand movement as well because you're obviously asking for consent. Yeah, and then for bisexuals it's generate some dick. So. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, when do we get started? I'll fucking produce this. this yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think I would be really good at like getting people, like doing the the app, set up like, the profile, having a conversation, and then be like, now there's your dates. <laughs> what do you get out of it though the, the happiness of two people falling in love all oh, right yeah. yeah and they'll always have you there <laughs> to thank for it um, yeah, exactly. did you be at their wedding i would do their wedding <laughs> oh i got i got pulled into a uh i don't think i've told you this that, that either of these stories but I, I i went on my first hendu the other day lovely yeah, okay. I was, how many uh, men were there i was the only one Ooh. um yeah it was weird yeah. it was so basically like my mate was uh like called me up so she was the maid of honor organizing it and i think obviously so, like uh, someone had dropped out so she was just like josh you're coming to libby's hendu i was like okay cool i'll be there and uh i don't think i've ever been as drunk uh in my life what did your girlfriend say about that so she was the one that dropped out so i ended up going in her place oh um, right okay she was going to another hendu so the day started where i met the girls up in kentish town and they all looked really spooked and i was like oh this is not a good start <laughs> <laughs> and they had all said oh no don't worry it's not you josh and um, there was just this random guy who followed us on the tube the whole way here oh, um and then we went and did pottery uh got, okay. got, got our swayze on lovely that's not the type of hen party i would organize no, 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 no. what would you do what would you do i have actually organized a hen party before um, oh, yeah. and i would love to do a stag do because i would do it lit but the <laughs> hen party i organized was and we went to so i got the girls to go to a strip club right no like yeah. it's not a strip club they would do pole dancing classes oh yeah first then i brought them back and we had afternoon tea but with butlers in the buff <laughs> okay <laughs> love it and then we went to a nightclub and got lit um, but if i if i was to do i've always wanted to do a stab do because 
I'll just, I'll just, it'll just get lit. It'll just get messy. They'll be making it rain. It'll be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, uh, my brother, uh, he was in the RAF and he did a stag do um, when he went to Budapest, Hungary. And they basically kidnapped one of their friends. They organized a kidnap in the ruined bars, which are like these really derelict, like, you know, derelict art coolie bars in, in Budapest. They uh, got him they've put coke on him like you know like not fake coke and then had the you know police come or what like he thought was the police come they come put a bag over he said they're like out oh, now we don't tolerate this and they put him in a van and then it was this is why i don't want any of my friends <laughs> to, to organize my stag dude well i have to get married first but maybe twix maybe you could outsource the entire oh, you could upstream the entire situation as a business model you could start with you get people together you organize the wedding and the stag do's, and then you can sort out the divorce at the end because of your day job. <laughs> <laughs> well, lucky for me, I don't have, I don't deal with family law, so I'm quite oh. yeah. Well, my my best friend does though, so I normally just pass her the case. Okay. <laughs> take a little uh, a little. I take a little commission, and then I pass her the case. A little commission every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very nice. Very nice. You're also. I remember uh, speaking of dancing. You were uh, burlesque is a thing that you do. <laughs> Don't laugh at my don't laugh at my no, little I thought, that, I thought that was just gonna be the end of the sentence. Like burlesque yeah. is a thing. <laughs> burlesque is a thing that you do because you're looking, you're looking at me as if to say, What the fuck are you about to say? Because I know you perform burlesque. Yes, that is correct. It's amazing. Yeah. Are you yeah. are you back allowed to do it? Are there gigs back now? Or do you call them gigs? Shows probably. I don't like Yeah, they, they we won't call them shows. Yeah, I'm back up doing shows. I've done a couple, got yeah. two next week. Um so obviously very different to what I do yeah on in terms of comedy so like people I do people bought me to do like cabaret shows mm, right. um as onyx but I'm doing stand-up comedy yeah so it's interesting to do it in that kind of frame oh so when, you're you're not doing the burlesque at the time you're just doing gig you're just doing the comedy and then yeah you're... I still do oh, okay. I'd like sometimes they bought me to do for example if you're a burlesque performer you normally get booked to like do two shirts like two acts in one right. show yeah so sometimes because I am unique in the cabaret world in terms of the fact that I do burlesque and dancing, but also I do stand-up comedy. So they'll put me to do burlesque act, but also stand-up comedy act ah. as Onyx. So I call, so it'll be Onyx. I'm doing the same jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it will just be me being called Onyx. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Whereabouts do you, whereabouts do, you do it? Is it like all over? or Where are the best sort of places to catch you doing your, doing your stuff? Loads of places, like um, I'm part of a collective called the House of Burlesque and they've just announced that they're running the shows again at Sway Bar, which is in Holborn. Cool. So we're back up from the 24th doing that. I'm also part of another collective called the Cocoa Butter Club and they do shows all over London, like, and they're also doing like a big showcase at the Underbelly Festival. Um so yeah, I'm all over the place. Really. When did like, you start doing that? Because obviously, I've, I mean, I've known you for what four years, five years, and mm. I've never seen you do it. I've seen pictures, and you've talked about it on stage, but I've never. When I don't know the origin, you'd be very scared, Lou. What is the origin? <laughs> you'd be very scared to do it. Uh, to no, do for, it you, to, for you to watch it, I think you'd be. No, very I've never scared. been. Never been. I've, uh, yeah, I've never been to one. It's great maybe, fun. We should, we should go. Maybe. Oh, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, I'll take you to one. Yeah. yeah, I have. I have some comics have seen me do burlesque. Yeah, and 
I'm normally I'm normally a bit like this is completely different to what you would normally expect um, from me. Um, so sometimes people turn up and it's just like that's they love it, obviously, but they like that as a very different shop. Has, <laughs> has the uh, has the burlesque scene like in London uh, kind of like grown over the last few years? I know obviously because like, before like the pandemic and everything fucked everything up, but like was it starting to get? Because I feel like there was more shows. I see posters for more shows kind of popping up where I, whereas I wouldn't when I was sort of growing up and stuff you mean in terms of like the last 20 years yeah like was like since you've been doing it like do you feel like this it's been kind of more like it's, it's resurged in sort of popularity in a way I mean it's always been there it's mm. just been I think when people talk about burlesque they talk about like Dita Von Tees and this classic showgirl kind of burlesque where yeah. burlesque it's not just about burlesque. It's, we, I call it I, what I do cabaret mm. because it's a bigger umbrella. It's not just about me getting on stage and like, so like doing a striptease. It's me being on stage doing different skills. So dancing yeah. or yeah. doing stand-up comedy, um, doing other things on stage. It's not just about burlesque. So mm. I think cabaret as an umbrella has been around for ages. It's just, I think people have this weird misunderstanding about what burlesque is and it's just women on stage taking off their clothes and showing right. their tits and it's just like no it's not about mm. that at yeah. all yeah some cases people don't even take off their clothes like i don't, i would I, mean, I still get paid and sometimes i don't even take off my clothes I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> um like music is obviously quite a, is obviously a big part of that sort of scene and like do you what do you do you like listen to that stuff the stuff that you perform to like sort of day to day or do you kind of hear a track how do you and kind of go yeah how do you pick your soundtrack basically i only pick songs that i really enjoy performing to because also if you get an act and the act is going to be like repeat, repeated mm. like I want I want a burlesque idol in 2018 um oh. Oh. and Maybe. the song that I did it to is like one of my signature acts so it's I've had to do it quite a lot of times and if you get sick of a song yeah it's going to be it's a bit tough. difficult for you to perform to so I only really do songs that I like but also the range of I have a range of music likings mm. so I have a burlesque app to No More Tears by Donna Summer and uh, Barbara Streisand Then as well, I've got my Beyonce act, which yeah. you probably have seen actually. Yeah, you haven't yeah, seen the yeah, end yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. haven't seen the end bit of it. Um, so that whole thing, my jokes came from the burlesque performance. So You're right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I, I, yeah. you see me do it on mm. stage, and you probably see me like bring on audience members to do like the, the single ladies bit. Yeah. But I don't do that. Instead of single ladies bit, I end up with a burlesque routine. And then on the other end of the scale, like extreme, I, I perform a rock song. So okay. Oh, what's your what's your what's your rock song that you usually kind of cap it? Or does that sort of change? Uh, so I've performed to quite a few rock songs. So mm-hmm. 
I performed to Evanescence, uh, uh, I Hope You Suffer by AFI. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that was because it was a Jimmy Havoc theme tune. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Another wrestler. It's yeah. unfortunately been cancelled. Exactly, so. yeah, yeah. Non- yeah. We won't really hear much of him going forward in the future. What have you been uh, listening to, like, recently? Like, regardless of, sort of, just what have you been enjoying that's been kind of new? Music-wise? Yeah. Yeah, it's nothing really, like, new. Mm. Like, it goes really from grime into, like, old-school 90s music into, like, pop songs. Like, it's, it depends on the day-to-day basis of how I'm feeling. Like sometimes I so I share Spotify with my best friend, right? And sometimes I'll be in a very good mood, and my email playlist will be on, and she'll be like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> <laughs> and then and then sometimes I'll try and turn on Spotify, and she's playing um, her Sunday hijack. It's, it's like hijack playlist, which is basically gospel songs or like Jesus oh, cool. songs, and I'm like. Are you having one of those days? <laughs> <laughs> I fa- I found myself listening to um, people in the studio making stuff. So it's usually like Kanye West in the studio producing something. And mm-hmm. the, the recent one was when he was making the Black Album. Um, God, the song Lucifer. And I just like watching the reactions that they have like Jay-Z has listening to that for the first time. I don't know why, but it's just so satisfying because you can just tell, like, oh, you're going to fucking, you're going to kill this. And yeah. it's, uh, and then there's always like a like a white guy in the background, like the sound engineer. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, okay, so I turn it down. No, all right. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the guy in um, Jay-Z's one, I can't remember his name. I'll, I'll, I should look it Is up. Is it Rick Rubin? I think, I think it was. And yeah, he had this yeah. big bushy beard. Yeah, he yeah, like that's a, Rick Rubin. And it, it, it just looked so out of place in the room. But he's just fucking amazing. He's the, cool, he's the fucking coolest guy, Rick Rubin. Like, all, like, he's the one that like, basically he produced in like Beastie Boys and shit like back in the day. So he's like comes from like a punk background. Right. And then you just sort of look at what he did in sort of like the 2000s, like the late 90s, 2000s. He just produced like all of the biggest um, like hip hop hip hop albums, basically. Um, yeah, I just... My kitten uh, chewing cables. Sorry. Sexy. I've uh, got a question. Yeah, go yeah. on. I don't want to do this right on the screen. <laughs> so, we're getting an intimate here. Where have you been, Josh? <laughs> I, I heard, I've heard that you retired from comedy because you got yourself some pum pum. Whereas like, the rest of us are like hustling out here. Like, Lou's won an award. Like, what well on me, but thanks. Um, and then some of us are like decided they just want to bring the craft because they're like too good for us now because they've got themselves a girlfriend. <laughs> I mean, what happens when you like the girlfriend dumps you? This is exactly what happen. I said. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank Very you. True. Well, yeah, when the day comes, uh, <laughs> I'll be back Gosh. on that fucking mic again. There was a calling. Channel 5 rang the horn to make some television that Britain needed to see. It, it was Channel yeah. 5. 
have you seen Britain's Greatest Bridges? Because Josh produced it, and that's it. And you know what that led to? Britain's Best Canals. That's another three months of work sacked yeah, up. No, 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 What's no, next Brit- thing? And then World's Greatest Cathedrals. Or World's Greatest Cathedrals. Then he got into volunteers. I had to sell. I had to sell. I had to do it. I had to do it. I had to put show down the mic. Cathedrals, didn't you? And then what were you doing after that? You were doing Britain's Greatest uh, oh, Planes. Uh, favorite Planes. Uh, both the mechanical and the field type. Um, That's where then, he's been, Twix. Yeah, I've been out and I've been, been out. I've been out in the field around Britain's favorite engineering thing. I know there are like you know. Trust me, there are nights where I think, God, I'm <laughs> working on Russell Howard. Have I made the right decision? Yes, I have. <laughs> That's where he's been. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I still do. I still, I still will hopefully. But honestly, I think it was for the best of comedy because the last time I saw Josh perform, he like we've seen before, notorious. Hopefully, he'll bring it back up. But he was wearing a poncho, reading haikus. That was not. I saw that. that. Was, that I have yeah. seen that. That I think they had a couple of spins uh, out. Yeah. You need to dust that off again, Josh. Because I, uh, I mean, the ponchos. For some reason, the, I pulled it out the other day. It's got blood on it. Uh, <laughs> Stop wearing the punches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the amount of abuse that night was pretty bad. Um, yeah. One day I can't. One day I'll, I'll, I mean, I don't think the world's like sort of waiting, holding their breath or anything like that, but I'll get a kick out of doing it again. Just um, yawns at you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fucking sight I want to see in the crowd. <laughs> That's going in the socials. <laughs> <laughs> what are your kind of, not necessarily like, well, yeah, like a guilty pleasure or something death? like that. Like, is there a YouTube clip that you just rewatch? You yeah. Just sometimes, even if it, it maybe it's a particular wrestling match or a stand up set from someone that you just, I don't know. Is there I, like that? I have a habit of watching wrestling. Yeah. Obviously. Um, well, my favorite pay per view is the Royal Rumble 2000, um, mainly because of the street match between Tri- Triple H and Captain Jack. Yeah, um, it was great. But I also will watch Kevin Hart's um, stand-up special. Um, what's it called? Um, Let me explain. Yeah. Or Cat Williams' American Hustle. Oh, oh yeah. Cat Williams, yes, please. Yeah. The fucking best not thing. it's pimping, it's pimping. Yeah. Because that was the first one. It's not the second one. It's the third one. The third one is banging. Okay. Is that the one where he comes out? Is he in a tuxedo or is it the green jacket? The, the velvet. No, so jacket? the first one is when he's in the green jacket. It's mm, pimping, yeah. it's pimping. Yeah. The second one is when he's in the tuxedo. That's uh, American Hustle. No, so whatever. The third yeah. one is basically yeah, 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 the third yeah. special. He's basically, he's got a big backdrop of Washington behind him. Yeah. Um, and he and that's where he talks about um, poor little Tink Tink. Which is <laughs> one of my favourite jokes. about. He's talking about the guy, the Blade Runner. Who killed um, his oh, Pistorius, yeah, yeah, which obviously at that time he was just known as the Blade Runner. So, obviously, in this American story, like Cat Wither was like, Poor little take, take this run around on Blade. This motherfucker not only started running, this motherfucker started winning. And you know, a hater can't stand a goddamn winner. And the last place you want to be in a motherfucking foot race is behind the motherfucker with no goddamn foots. That's the last. <laughs> I bet that motherfucker's mad as shit. My legs tired. Ain't your legs tired? His legs ain't tired. He just take, 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 Just paper clips and sparks everywhere. Just take, 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 take. 
But you gonna have to be in tune with your star fucking player, cause these haters do not play fair. These hating ass motherfuckers at the Olympic Committee let this motherfucker race and then waited till he won and then disqualified him and said, and I quote, he had an unfair advantage. Are you talking about the motherfucker running with no goddamn legs? Now who the fuck you talking about? Poor little Tink Tink. Think about that when you think you having a bad goddamn day. Poor little Tink Tink, ain't that a bitch? But yeah, no, it's my it's one of my favorite ones. Him, that one, and let me explain. I remember when I was like a teenager and my mates were sort of introducing us like first time just smoking weed and then like watching Cat Williams. It's the one in the green jacket. Yeah, I think that one basically like launched his career to a different yeah. level because obviously he had his like straight and relaxed hair, had his pimp glass out, and then after the show he was doing raps with I think he got signed to a record label at one point. He was really? like, come, yeah, he was signed to a record label. Him and um, Snoop Dogg's coming out and him telling the story about how he can't smoke with Snoop Dogg anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember that distinctly. Yeah. I think it probably that that first one, it's pimping, it's pimping, propelled him into people's, into like white Americans. Oh, sorry, I've messed. Okay, now you remind me. So the first one's called It's Pimping, It's Pimping. Yeah. No, I like the first one's called the Pimp Chronicles. The second one's called It's Pimping, It's Pimping. The third one's called American Hustle. That's right. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the it's second one, the second one, the tuxedo, is one of the best openings to a show. Oh, every day I'm hustling. Oh, is that the second one? Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's just got the shopping trolley and he's yeah. just like, Like, if I, I that's, that's the kind genius. of thing. Genius. When I, when I was like thinking about stand up, Obviously, American market is very different to like UK market, yeah. but his energy in that opening scene is, and like, and same with like Kevin Hart, is a type of energy that I was like, that's what I want to have on stage. Yeah. Like, I want to have an organic like moment where people are like, that is your bit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Turn it off, sir. Don't play it again. I'm just saying that's the shit. I'm saying if you went to heaven. And they were playing that song. You know it's been to be a party in heaven. You just walk in heaven. You Stop it, sir. Don't play it again, I said. Just say that's my shit. I'm just saying, if you went to the grocery store and they were playing that song, you'd buy everything in that bitch. You know you ain't got but $78. You just said that, motherfucker. Stop, sir, I said. Fucking play it again. You're saying that's my shit. I saw him in Miami. Um, is he tiny? He is meant to be yeah, super small, about, isn't he? Yeah, he's about 5'5", five, five, I yeah. think. But he wasn't yeah. Old man, but he he had like a huge entourage with him, so you just couldn't get anywhere near him. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I saw I've seen Kevin Hart twice in the, in London. Yeah, and he just looks tiny. It was like OTS. It's like, oh yeah, tell you man. Yeah, pocket. Yeah. I I read his um I read Kevin Hart's book. Uh, his like I think it's like his memoirs or something like that, and he he narrates it over over like the, the first lockdown. It's so he's got such an interesting life, like, and it's kind of. A, I think he wrote it a few years ago, so it kind of finishes before he becomes like mega superstar. Um, but the like video, the video that I often watch of Kevin Hart is when he was eighteen. He, it's still online, 
of him at the uh, I don't know the store or something like that or the cellar in New York, and it's it's like eight minutes long, and it's just you can yeah he shines literally you know. And I was in America for like three years, and there's a lot of comics that emulate him or were emulating him, or you could just tell, and it's sort of you know when you can just say, oh you're doing a Kevin Hart bit. Do you know what I mean? Or, or you're just trying to be Dylan Moran. You can you sometimes when you're watching people, you can just tell that they're going through the motions of another character. And he's reinvented the fucking wheel. That guy, he's amazing. He's yeah. very good. Sorry, I made it boring. No, I made that's it. Why, boring. That's why I stopped doing comedy because I was being told I was trying to do Kevin Hart too much. <laughs> Stop trying to take our culture, you white man. <laughs> No, I'm Colombian now. After that, like, well, I'm Colombian now. I'm using that bit in my heritage. I've chucked away the white side of me. You don't speak Spanish. Nah, I'm learning. Aren't you? Can I, does that mean I can call you Chinchilla? Yeah, definitely. That would be a great okay. nickname for Josh, the Chinchilla. The Chinchilla. Yeah. Josh the Chinchilla. What would my wrestling name be? Weasel. <laughs> Chinchilla and Weasel. I love well, it. Chinchilla, Chinchilla and the Weasel. Yeah, okay, perfect. I'll take that. Um, Thank you for that. <laughs> Thanks, love. <laughs> Always a pleasure. Yeah. Um, I'm going to order a Pokeball and cry in a bit. <laughs> uh, you're a massive gamer, and we'd be remiss if you... You said you were going to start uh, playing Pokemon. What Are you playing Pokemon Snap at the moment, or are you... Uh, are you old Pokemon school? Go. Pokemon Go. Oh, of course, yeah, Pokemon Go. Shit. Yeah, I Pokemon don't... Go, but also I have Pokemon on the Switch, and it's shit. So, Which one? Uh-huh. Sword and Shield. No, the silver one. See, this is how much I care about it on the Switch. I don't even know the name of it. Like, it's ridiculous. As well as Pokemon Go, like, what are you playing at the moment? What's keeping you? Um, so I'm trying to, like, master my Mortal Kombat game. Because, like, to be honest, I was never a Mortal Kombat fan. Mm. I was very much um, a Tekken fan. Oh, but obviously, yeah. you can't get Tekken on Switch. So I was very much... And it was like, let me buy the Mortal Kombat. And literally, even in the tutorial... It is violent, and I was like, <laughs> "This is Rip. quite violent, people." Um, Watch this, <laughs> ripping spinal cords out. Yeah, you're not allowed to play like, like I literally didn't realize. Like I saw, obviously, it said like eighteen or like fifteen, whatever, on the game. I was like, "Yeah, well, like most games have it." And I was just like, um, "Why is this like proper violent? Like <laughs> this is the kids, goddammit. it!" Yeah, and I was just like, okay. "Intestines and stuff." Did you watch the film, the new one? Oh, yeah. Was it good? I still haven't seen it yet. I'll oh. paint the picture. She's grimacing. She is... Oh, I, the, the fight scenes yeah. are like a 7 out of 10. Okay. The I storyline, it is, it is a weird storyline. Do you yeah. think it, they're probably going... the? I mean, like Fast and Furious 9. I mean, I can't imagine there's a lot of time spent in the writer's room for a, <laughs> for a film like that. Is, do you think it's like that? It's all about... Oh, no, I don't... don't don't come at the Fast and Furious franchise. <laughs> Don't yeah. because are you gonna, are you when, gonna die on that hill? Is that a hill when, you want to die on, Fast and Furious? When, when Lottie came back to life. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was game changer. <laughs> You're in Edinburgh for this one, aren't they? The the ninth one. Has it got to point where they're all doing stand-up sets now in the ninth? Yeah. <laughs> like they're driving around Princess Street and shit. I swear <laughs> down. We'll watch the trailer. Yeah, it's got John Cena, uh, Keep It It Wrestling style. Keep It It Wrestling thing. Is, and it, apparently he plays... Uh, I, my mate, I haven't seen it again, but my mate did. And when he told me this, I was like, I am... He plays his brother. He plays Vin Diesel's brother in the uh, in the new film. And I was like, John Cena's white. <laughs> <laughs> no matter how fast you are, 
No one outruns their past. I am more easy, you trying your best to become me. And mine. Just caught up to me. Been a long time, don't. So we're up against a master thief. Assassin. High performance driver. Who is he? Jacob is Dom's brother. What fucking better way to sell a film, though? Just to find out. I didn't come up in a production meeting. John Cena's white, guys. He's white. Yeah. They say that like the Fast and Furious is the is is the one sort of series of films that could unite the three or four biggest wrestling actors in saying that you've got like because the rock is in it uh it's like he's either hobbs and shaw roman reigns pops up in it as like some at some point cousin cousin and that's it john cena is vin diesel's brother so all you need is batista to come in and just sort of do some pretend to be a car for one uh i can't wait it's gonna be um so what, what do you have is it just a switch that you've got or have you got a playstation or an xbox or I, I have a playstation mm. i don't have a, i don't have the new playstation i think the last playstation i had was a playstation 3 mm. the black one yeah 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 playstation 3 ps5 is i've seen the new ones they look like imagine a breeze block on its side that's how big they are my they're, father's got one they're huge oh is it yeah Oh. He got it when it came. He, he reserved it what eight years, eight months ago. Oh wow. my god! Is um, he enjoying it? Yeah, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I know two people who've got three now, and I uh, I'm like, what? Well, I'm so jealous. I just don't know what they're. I just don't, I, a, I don't know what they're playing on it because there aren't that many games out for it yet. But uh, they're playing their old games on a new PlayStation. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. And paid a grand for the pleasure of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, he's got this game where I can't remember the name of it, but he's like, you can like create the character to look like you. So he actually looks like him. Right. And then he's like, he sent me a picture of it and he's naked. <laughs> and he's oh. like, I could have sex with people if I wanted to. And I'm like, Is this... are you going to cheat on me in a game? <laughs> <laughs> and you're telling me about it and as if I'm supposed to be yeah. impressed. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, I-, I guess. Like, well done. What an investment. Was, was that Cyberpunk? Yeah, that's the one. That's it. The one that the one that got absolutely like panned because it was just like full of bugs. And yeah, really. Because you, but that is the thing. I, I, so I've got it on. I've got it on uh, Stadia because it was the one place where it didn't glitch. And the first thing you basically have to do is, uh, yeah, build, create your character uh, to the point where you also have a, you know, uh, whether or not you can choose to have a, a dick or a vagina. Yeah, exactly. And really? I was just like, it's the future of gaming. It is. Um, yeah, it, I don't like. I didn't purchase the switch; it was a gift. Mm. Um, and the reason why I didn't want to purchase it is because games are expensive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just spent seventy quid on an F one game today. I'm a fucking idiot. I'm an yeah. idiot. I need to have a word with myself. I'm so thick. Like I, I bought like Mar- like Mario Kart is great. The Super Nintendo Brothers game is great. Yeah, Mortal Kombat is great, mm. but I've got I bought three games. Yeah, that I'm regretting buying. <laughs> <and> I'm like, 
I'm like, these are shit. Also, that reminds me, I bought a wrestling game and I have no idea where to put it. Oh, really? Yeah, I have to look for that wrestling game. Oh, I was um, going to say, I, I think the last time, well, we didn't, we're not, not in person, but I pulled out when I was clearing my mum's house out was um, I found my old Super Nintendo from like the ni- early 90s. And I think you messaged me saying, oh, does it work? And I, I completely forgot about you, but that was mainly because I was super upset that this beat, this like, I thought a fucking cash cow that I was sitting on. Like, this relic. It doesn't work. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. But I'm sure you can get it to someone that could fix it. I was going to say yeah. someone, Alec. Yeah, if you if you hear yeah. this and you uh, you know how to fix Super Nintendo, the guy on Brixton Market that fixed my laptop, maybe take it there. Ah, yeah. I was going to say, just give it. Any someone in Brixton will be able to fix it. Definitely. I still have my Game Boy Color. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, and I <laughs> the original one. The color, yeah, the Game Boy Color one. Wow. And I um, play it sometimes on the tube. Yeah. if there's kids on it that looks on their faces it's like what is this brick <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it? you can't even play it at night because there's no backlit screen on it oh no it's the worst it is the worst and you're yeah. like you're just there with your phone just like this trying yeah, to yeah, some yeah, light. yeah yeah i was thinking about that the other day i was like how did people in like the early 90s and the age well the whole of the night is not just deal without having to be able to play you basically can't play it at night so. would read. i yeah, also read. had um the original nintendo oh yeah and I'm kind of regretting that I threw it out. Mm, it's you know, it's, like, it's like, where the fuck do these things go? Yeah. Um, uh, so, Twix, uh, as we're going to wrap up, um, is there anything that you would like like to recommend to people that they should go check out, as well as plug in yourself and, and some of the shows you got coming up? And where can people I'm going to come see Bad Guy, big time. Are you? Oh, bless you. Yeah, come and see Bad Guy. It's at the Camden Fringe. On the tenth of August at Two North Downs. Um, I, if you're around South London, you may have seen me on the front page of the South Londoner paper, which is free. Uh, I had a cover spread in the South London. Oh, <laughs> amazing! Amazing. Yeah, yeah. So if you have seen it, um, it's around. If not, look online. Um, <laughs> I will do. I, yes. I was looking for the paper everywhere, and someone and I had three people message me, be like, "You're on the front cover." Like, Where did you get this paper from? <laughs> it's free, and it's free of charge. I was like, I "Thought they'd be everywhere in South London now." Um, you can follow me on Instagram, which is Twix Comedy, Twix like the chocolate. But as we know, don't ask. It's not because of my face and my race. Um, and I'll get this out of the way right now. I'm not called Twix because I like two fingers. Okay. Um, <laughs> As we know, I prefer a Kit Kat. Okay. <laughs> um, I um, also, yeah, follow me on my Instagram. I've got my website now, which is done by the amazing Adrian Taos. Swiss chocolate pictures. Um, you can get all your stuff done by him. Videos, websites, pictures. He's great for it. Um, which is www.sakisacomedy.com. Um, watch out for me. I might be on TV this year. Ooh. I was going to say, you've been making some movements. You were on ITV too. Uh, you've been on ITV, a couple of stand-up shows recently, haven't you? Yeah, I was on ITV last year. I just recorded another one for ITV too. Amazing. I'm going to record another one for ITV later on in the year. Um, yeah, it's all right. Ah, yeah, you're pretty good for yourself. We'll put all the links and everything like that to the show. There's one more thing. Check out Fuck It Up, um, which is uh, Femmes of Colour, which is run by Kima Bob. Uh, she does amazing things uh, with people of colour, as well as the Coco Butter Club, so follow them. Amazing. We'll tag everything. Everything, yeah. Thank you so much, uh, Sakita. It's been so lovely seeing you again, mate. And uh, we'll go hit up some wrestling shows, or we can start our own wrestling podcast. 
Oh, yeah, we love that. Thanks, Chinchilla and Weasel. I really Thank appreciate you. It. <laughs> I love you. Love you, Sakisa, the wonderful Sakisa. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, it's been wonderful speaking to her. Uh, Lou, tell us who we got coming up next week that we're going to be chatting to in the cultural vacuum. Next week, we're bringing Josh Weller, comic book writer, podcast host, a good friend of mine, stand-up, uh, a musician, all over the socials. He's, he's, he's got his man on the pulse, and he's a man that I'm excited to talk to. Handsome man, handsome Josh. Well, I love it. Always good to have another Josh uh, to back up. A couple of Joshes next week. A couple of Joshes. A couple of Joshes, joshing around, Lou included. Uh, thank you so much. Please do give us a shout out, um, a, a review if you like this thing. Uh, five stars would be great. One star. Go on then. Um, and get in touch. Hello at theculturalvacuums.com. And also follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Blah, 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 blah. Love you. Bye. I've ordered a Pokeball.